to the Weather Report. This is Sona, Dave, and Gareth coming to you from Brooklyn on another podcast. Thanks for listening. The Weather Report, the podcast where we ask whether a trend, whether an idea is here to stay or if it's just something fleeting and going by. Today we want to talk about something that's near and dear to our heart, hearts, and it's the idea of surprise and delight, the concept that has a lot of meanings and a lot of applications, but in essence we view it as the idea that when you're thinking about being a marketer or a brand or even just a person, that if you can bring surprise or bring delight to people's lives, that's what matters. And having these moments of wow where someone sees something unexpected or uh, a surprise, if you will, that, that, that that's useful. And so today we want to talk about what brands are doing it well, what brands aren't doing it well. And the first question today is, is it harder now, today, in this digital world to surprise and delight? I think Gareth, you can, you can take a look. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit. Part of it is because we have a media wash, kind of overflow of in, you know information ideas and stunts and virals and activity, tweets and Snapchats. So, it's becoming part of the, I guess part of the vernacular more, but um, the stakes are being raised at every t- every kind of time. A brand does an engagement or an interactive installation or a intrusion or a meetup or a tweet up that it's kind of be, the thing that's been done it's been done it's been done that the levels start to rise a little bit but I think the the true value of it, it it's still something simple that can be delightful like the view right mm. out this window do you think too that it's becoming more expected that that it used to be a practice where the right brands was surprise and delight and it was almost like a hidden tool that they knew how to apply at the right time and now it's become, like you're saying, it's almost like the norm, right? We all expect hashtag epic sunset, hashtag epic party, epic blank from whatever is happening, that we as consumers expect a higher level of something. If you're going to engage me, if you're going to want some of my time, you better damn well make sure it's worth worth me going there in the first place. Yes. Uh, I, I think it used to be the preserve of, of brands, a lot of money and engineering, but if you've seen... Uh, improv everywhere, upright citizens, they just these kind of public activities or kind of meetups. What do they call them? Uh, mobs. Oh yeah, flash mobs, right? Mm. So ever since that became part of this, the, the kind of the, the visual or the and the cultural kind of uh, fabric, it, uh, it it's kind of led people to understand it more. And it's you don't have to have a million dollars to get. 30 people into Best Buy to wear all everyone wear blue shirts and confuse the hell out of everyone. Right. When I saw, you know, when you see something like that, it's like, that's completely amazing. It wasn't a Best Buy ad, but they could have done that. Uh, so there's definitely instances where that where that's happened. Um, and I think more stunt and virality in YouTube have pushed these kind of absurd things to the fore. So uh, the question... What is, it, is it expected, really? And I think it's almost, I would say, yes at that point, right? That because virality has become a thing that we're all asking for yeah. and saying. I think, you know, if you want to go to the extreme of being truly surprised and delight, delighted, like, you don't have to do the no-pan subway ride right. to walk into that and be surprised. Mm-hmm. But you can get your Amazon box. You still get excited because you kind of know what's in there, but it's the brown box. It's got that puffy... Um, pillow packaging and then it's the object 
there's no there's no emotion there. Like if if I send a box or a candy or a, a, a gift as care package to someone, there's kind of nuggets in there. There's like little bits of information. There's a card. There's stuff. There's photographs. There's candies. There's more emotion in there, and the brands just need to think a little bit more like that. It, it's not cold. It's got to be personal. Does that cost too much? No more than, I mean, you could build the cost in. It's just the act of doing it. Right. The card doesn't cost much. You know, it works for Etsy, and you can buy things on Etsy that are really affordable, but because they're so personal, because they're made by a person, you feel that in the product. And yeah. you feel that when you get the package that this is made by someone that had a really good creative idea and it took its time getting here but it's here it, it, it makes it's a great point I think it, you're, you're saying really that the makers class is rising now because the idea of delight we're valuing in a different way than we've ever valued it before something that was handcrafted we're willing to spend the time and say this is delightful for that reason where we might have overlooked it 10-15 years ago right and we would have thought it was just you know second hand thrift store mm. type of thing and Maybe just I, I did see way. something that was kind of interesting. Uh, was the Sprite Corner sh- store? Oh, interesting. Yeah, it died in uh, in downtown. That's running for this month. So if you they did a cool Snapchat. And that's campaign. kind of it was fun. I was surprised, you know. And it's like it's a big brand, and uh, they had they got they have things going on. It just sells sodas, rides. They have events. Um, so there are brands can do it where they they do these kind of things and events or. Happenings where it can work, so you can have that scale, or you can have with scale where it's the Etsy scale, it it doesn't, you know, there's no excess on it. And all Etsy is doing is just creating the network. It's not like they even own any of like the products that are being sold or the or the talent per se. Like that's the trick to Airbnb and Uber and all these businesses. But it works. You get more. You're definitely excited when you get something on Etsy. Because you, you see the designer, the creator, some, there's some, I think, some big retail that, like, through the J. Crew Jenna connection, you feel like you know the mastermind behind it, and it does get you excited. Yeah, you get a little card, it's kind of hand-packed, and it's got a little ribbon, it's kind of made by a human, basically. I think that's very delightful. And what I'm hearing is that it, it's about experience, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it really matters when you're saying you're undoing Amazon, right? You, if there, you open it up and there is no card, it's just the thing. Mm-hmm. You expect the thing to have that have the, the delight for you if you're a big set seat. It's because the experience is, is the whole entire process. Right. I wonder, Amazon used to surprise and delight us, right? When that when that when we first saw all those boxes arriving on all of our doorsteps ten years ago, that became a thing. More deliveries more often, but mm-hmm. they've gotten usurped by everyone delivering everything to us now where They've, they've missed their opportunity to continue to have the value other than just a, a box with a smile on it coming their way. But it may be in some, so Amazon stock, stock price is doing way better than Etsy. So sometimes for a business, what's their incentive is not yeah. to surprise and delight their consumers. For something like Amazon, they're making their money. I think their delight is the user's experience is delightful in the sense that you can do one-click shopping or you have a prime membership that does everything. So creating less friction is maybe not surprising, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's less annoying. Still powerful experience though, for certain, and being thoughtful yeah. about that. I think so. Definitely, their, their their experience is definitely, you know, that that shopping web mobile experience. I don't think they're really looking at the last mile, but they could. Well, even Uber looking at their at their model, that's what's been surprising and delighting for all of us, right? We had such a pain point getting around 
the city at all hours and the right times and expecting cabs to be there or not be there. They're just delighting us just by being there in the very first place. It's like their services save that. Couldn't you, nowadays, if you're a taxi driver, surprise and delight people by being a better taxi? The candy cab does yeah, it daily, right? Amazing. You could, yeah. Well, I'm so. sure his business is doing just fine. Sure. How would you know that, though? How do you find... I mean, obviously, you can you can get the candy cab to come here. He's sort of like the Uber now of a taxi. He's like the one in the fleet, right? How else would you let people know that you're surprising and delighting people to get in your cab? I think the fact that you don't know it's going to happen yeah. is the surprise yeah, and delight. delight. So I yeah. think that's the, the... That's an experience you'll have where you're not expecting it. The true surprise and delight is when... I thought I'm going from A to B, I'm walking into this place, so I'm going here, and then this happens. And there's like, wow. And that the, that's the wow that matters, because you will remember that. Right. You know, from the very first time I came, we traveled to New York, we were walking on 8th Street, and some dude just walked by and said, hey, yo, uh, take these tickets, great show, I'm out of here. And like, Heidi and I stood there, and we're like, what? This, are we being fleeced? What is it? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And it's, it's a comedy show. It's like off off Broadway. I like it was before being punked, but um, and we looked at the tickets and I kind of there was no internet. You had to go to the uh, the the public library and go log on. Or you had to go to Yahoo Terminal in Times Square. So we go check it out. Legitimate show, great run. The show was Stomp, and it was like wow. That's really we got just handed free tickets awesome. to this amazing show, um, and that so that was like. Pivotal moment of like we were truly surprised, surprised and delighted, and it'll always be there. And it was never manufactured, it was a kind of a real genuine thing. Organic and thoughtful. So, one question I had was how sometimes when we're having these conversations, I do think about like the child to adult. So, when you're a child, like everything is more exciting, and then you as an adult, whether it's an assistant. We lose that sense of wonder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe in some ways also in terms of business, it's about your maturation as a business. So eventually for Uber, in three years from now, Uber, at least the basic service of its cars, are, is going to get old. And maybe it's that the drivers aren't good or, or there's going to be some aspects about it that we're, we're going to be quote unquote over it. Yeah. Um, but then- and how, how does a business combat that? Because I think that's what happened to Amazon. So Amazon was the cheapest, etc. One thing is there's negatives to being cheap, and eventually those negatives start to outweigh the positives when you think about it more as somebody and you know what am I buying? Why am I buying this? Why am I supporting this company? I think it's going to boil down to good old-fashioned, the product experience and the marketing. Apple is not is selling a product that you can get anywhere else you buy into it because there's a certain experience that you find engaging. And, um, Some of their products are better than others, though. Oh, yeah, mean, yeah I'll, I'll give you I don't think we can yeah. pump any products on the show. It'd be very, uh, <laughs> very fair. Yeah. Uh, and JetBlue uh, sends you a birthday email. He's still surprised on the day it arrives. And it's a bit, it's an airline like anyone else. Everyone's got their own marketing. But they do it, they keep keeping it fresh. They kind of... Right. The marketing is a real thing. The way they engage the users and customer experiences is a good way. And it, before Twitter, there was still you know that that channel wasn't there. And now it is there, so they're just using that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of other other customers here, where they wherever they are, you just make sure that they're happy and you can surprise them and have power to do that. 
I think you said, but I think the idea keep keeping it fresh. It it, it really is about a mindset. It that you're right, sort of that from day one to maturation, right? As you become maybe a more established brand or a well-known brand or a brand that has to work on its margins more, sure, understood. How do you keep that idea of the voice and the tone that we had our first day out and the way we were when we were, you know, 10 Googlers in a room trying to be googly mm-hmm. to what they are now? You know, you see Google probably as a good example saying they're winning some battles and losing others. You know, right, some right. things still feel very googly and some things certainly don't, but those moments when they get it right, they certainly do surprise you and delight you in ways that it's like that feels very much of them. Mm. I think same same goes for JetBlue. I think same goes for those brands I understand that experience and Apple will always understand that the, the, the way in which someone connects with their technology and their products is going to matter. Yeah, I think, you know, there was, um, I think it was a South by one of the uh, social media weeks uh, where Nokia did a kind of a giveaway for, they were just watching people hashtag, t- tweeting and tagging a certain thing. And then they would find them, I think there was an airline that did that as well, uh, the Dutch KLM, where they would have these, they would inter- in, you know, interrupt people's social media and intercept them and, and then reward them. And mm-hmm. those are kind of fresh and interesting, but those over time become more predictable. But the point is that they were, they were trying something new, they were doing this engagement, there was a surprising element. So if it is part of your brand voice, it's, it's, people will, they'll always be like, okay, I wonder what they're gonna be up to now. It, it, not that there's an expectation, but it, to surprise someone is always valuable. It's, it's interesting, coming off the idea of talking about the, the, the Sprite corner store, do you believe that you're now going to expect more from that brand? Obviously, we, we live in New York where we're seeing, you're going to pop up stores everywhere, like the flagships are always yeah. around, it's, it's a great media town to be able to run these things. Is Sprite on its way up then in that way, or is this just a one-off that they did because they could? I, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they certainly have a lot of voice, I don't know. Expression, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. Sprite knows that it has to get that teenage boy at that yeah. certain time and that you're not gonna drink Sprite for the rest of your life, so it better attract that. It's very demo Yeah, very cost. skate, very basketball, very yeah. urban. Yeah. Very fr- like kind of punchy. Yeah. In a way. Where it's I, fresh. It's fresh. I think it's a thing what Coke can they had do. A really good you know, just the, I think as the company. Yeah. The Coke the brand couldn't go that way, and Sprite is big enough to, to go in that kind of way, but it could do that. I, I would argue that Coke has a bigger envelope to do that, right? When, when Coke can make ads about bringing the world together, or bringing two cultures together, or printing your name on a bottle, that... But Coke know. is like a sterile form of happiness. Like, I know it, it's happiness, it's connection, but Sprite is more for a certain tribe. Yeah. And Coke is supposed to be for everyone. Yeah. Or at least that's how yeah. it's certainly what the marketing seems like right now. I think now. Coke has Coke is Uber. It can be not Uber, like it Uber. Global. Yeah. It can go Uber, but more about soda. Yeah. yeah. It can sponsor a a rock concert. It can do some grass level thing and it, it'll be fine. It yeah. Can, it can do all that, it can pull those kind of things off. Yeah. Where you know Sprite is very targeted as you're saying, it's like about a tribe. It makes me wonder how do you begin if you want to be Sprite, do you just keep surprising delighting with the audience that you have? Yeah, I think you serve that tribe because 
if you're part of a tribe, you tend to only collect things that are part of that tribe. Like you, you are, you know, your clothes matter to you, your shoes matter to you, your music matters to you. They, yeah. there, there's a lot to be a part of there. Would you say versus that? Versus more as like a, as, you know, I know that Coke and Pepsi tried the whole Coke versus Pepsi thing, but those weren't real tribes. That's why it just didn't stick. Right, authenticity still yeah. is, is one of the keys of getting surprise and delight right. If you can't be authentic in the first place, you're never going to be able to surprise and delight in a way that's meaningful for people. So when was the last moment you had that was surprised and delighted? Like... I did like the recent Etsy purchases just because I this actually, my new bag is made by someone who married someone that I didn't know a while back, but they're really popular bags, so it was this whole like, now I'm part of the shelter crew, so this is all my friends in the same bag. So that was that was fun, and she did a great job. Just like the the bag is beautiful, and how it came was beautiful, and it didn't cost her a lot of money to make that packaging. Like you just if you have a good aesthetic and a good eye, that comes yeah. across. I think what you mentioned, do you have to have money to surprise and delight? And I don't think you do. You just have to have a creative way to solve the problem, and. A lot of it is about money, you know, you don't get the budget you want, so you, you find a way to make it work. Yeah. In a way. So I, and I think that gets back to the mindset idea that if you if that's the lens and the filter that you're looking at always through every step of the process, is there an opportunity to surprise and delight when we're shipping out a box, when we're sending out an email, when we're doing the most yeah. rote exercises of what a marketing plan can be, if you're thoughtful like you're saying about every single one because every email doesn't have to be a birthday email but if you're thinking in those ways to think about the whole plan there are places where you can do that and get it right all the touch points that's right that's right well that is a quick overview on what we think here about surprise and delight one of the reasons why we chose to do this topic today is that we are going to do a much longer version of this discussion for a much bigger crowd hopefully at South by Southwest 2016. The, we'd love to have you guys help us out. There's a panel picker that just recently opened. We'll, we'll share the link with where we post this, uh, uh, the, the, today's podcast open. If you'll follow that link there and vote for us, uh, all the votes we can get will help. And hopefully those of you who are South by Southwest attendees can come see us in March. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Goodbye.